0: Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveller Podcast, part of the Informed Traveller Radio Show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On this week's podcast, how would you like to rescue a dog on your next vacation? It's possible and a lot easier than you think. We'll chat with the folks from CB Rescue Foundation to learn more about it. And then we'll talk about the top 10 budget gambling resorts and casinos and get some tips on how to choose a good budget gambling place from a website called Time to Play. And later in the podcast, we'll head to Vancouver, BC. They've got a campaign going on called Hashtag Love Vancouver. And who doesn't love visiting Vancouver, right? So we'll learn more about that later on. But to start things out, let's talk about rescue dogs and how you can help out on your next vacation. So joining us now... To tell us more is Belinda Morrison. She is the co-founder of the CB Rescue Foundation. Their website is cbrescue.ca. Hi, Belinda.
1: Hi. How are you?
0: I'm fine, thank you. This is such uh, an interesting organization, and and you do such great work. How did you? Uh, how did it all come about? How did you get involved?
1: Well, uh, my husband and I, of course, love dogs, and. Uh, Uh, long story short we went to las vegas and uh, we were on the strip and we saw these dogs in front of the bellagio with a homeless man and they turned out to be american pitbull terriers um and uh well my husband fell in love with one and we flew it back to calgary and we and we kept him him his name was lucky he's he since has passed but um we decided hey we, we could fly more dogs in and help more dogs and um you know that was kind of the start of it. Uh, the first dog I ever we ever rescued was technically in Calgary. She her name was Shakira. She was on a chain. Uh, she was a husky Chained for two years. Oh my god! Never walked. Never nothing. And we we found out about her. My husband went up to the owner and offered money, and he said, "Give me some more money." And he my husband did, and we got that dog. And she was in the most wonderful home for eight years. She just passed away two months ago. And I said, that's it. We can help more dogs. So that's what we've been doing.
0: Well, yeah, like I said, it's, it's great work. I'm a big dog lover as well. But there's lots of ways people can help. I, you know, They can either adopt a dog or they can donate or they can do something that's called a flight companion, which I'm going to ask about you in a minute.
1: Sure. Well, yes, yeah, that's it. I mean, we need fosters. We are foster-based, like 95% of uh, rescues in Alberta. Uh, there's only a few that have a physical location. So we need fosters, we need, uh, you know, people to adopt our dogs, we need volunteers for uh, picking up dog supplies, donating, sharing our posts, Um, you know, uh, we do lots of events like we've got Santa's Picks coming up on Saturday, December 4th, where you can bring your dog in to see Santa and get pictures. So we do a lot of events like that also. Mm
0: -hmm. So now tell me about how, well, it's kind of what you talked about when you went to Las Vegas, how you can be a flight companion and bring back a dog or or two or I don't know how many.
1: Well, how it works is uh, by law, we cannot send dogs on a plane unless they have a flight escort companion or angel. We call them one of those. Mm -hmm. And what that means is basically we pay for the dog's flight. We take the dogs to the airport and meet the flight angel escort companion at the WestJet or Air Canada Air Transat desk. We help to check in the dogs if they're going under the plane, which is called in-hold. Some people don't understand that. They call it cargo, which it isn't. Cargo is a whole different ball ballgame. Um, or if the dog is under 15 pounds, we can put the dog in-cabin with the flight angel. So that means underneath the seat in front of you, the dog goes. Uh, When you get off the plane, uh, we meet you at the Calgary or Toronto airport and we pay for the taxes on the dogs because we are considered an importer into Canada, so we have an import number. Mm -hmm. We do all the B3, the invoice, we pay for the taxes, the landing Mm -hmm. fees. And then once that's done, you hand the dogs to us, and away you go. So you went on a holiday, and you also saved a life at the same time.
0: Are these dogs already spoken for, or are they going to... Um, Foster. Foster, yes.
1: So depends. Sometimes, like, we have a strict adoption process. I'm not going to lie to you at CD Rescue. We have a less than 1% return rate. We have the best in Alberta. The reason why we have the best is because, well, we have the strictest adoption process, so we don't get our dogs returned to us. So it really depends on the dog, because sometimes we've already done the home check, the interview, we've done the vet check, we've done everything, and the the family is waiting. Sometimes they come in, and then they're put in fosters, foster care. So it all depends. So sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. It just depends on, on, on the dog and how we've vetted the family and what's going on.
0: And again, you're not uh, babysitting the dog when you're on vacation. Like you said, someone meets you at the airport when you're going home. They've looked after all the paperwork, all the, the the costs, everything like that. Basically, you're just bringing the dog on the plane with you as an escort. And then once you get to whether you're connecting in Toronto or coming back to Calgary, Uh, you hand over the dog there, right? So it really is minimal amount of work involved.
1: Oh, gosh. I haven't had a flight escort complain yet. They're all so happy to do it. And, you know, going on holidays and saving a life is is wonderful. I actually had a customs officer explain it to me one day. He said, Belinda, your flight angels are like a FedEx. They're bringing a package from from A to B location. And I said, yeah, that's what they do. That's (laughs) basically all they're doing. Uh, you know, I have had a couple flight angels fall in love with the dogs, and uh, <laughs> so it, it happens, you know, but, um, but they're very happy to do it, and the dogs are saved. I mean, I always tell people, when you save a dog's life, you're saving too,
0: Yeah,
1: because you're saving the dog that you just flew over halfway across the country, and you opened a new spot for another dog that's on the street that can go into the shelter.
0: Amazing work. Anything uh, you might want to add?
1: Well, uh, just keep it open, uh, everybody. If you're going to Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Punta Cana, Mexico, Jamaica, India, I've taken dogs from Iran. Please give us a call and see if we have a a partner relationship with a rescue because we have them all around the world. Texas, uh, we can bring dogs back from reputable rescues that we work with.
0: It's CB Rescue. CBrescue.ca is the website where you can find lots of information there to help out, even if you just want to donate. Uh, Belinda Morrison is a co founder of CB Rescue. Really appreciate this, Belinda. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So one of the fun activities to do on vacation is to play a few games while visiting a casino or staying at a casino resort. And if you're unsure of a good budget gambling resort, the folks at Time to Play have come up with a list of the top 10 budget gambling destinations or resorts, as I'm going to call them. To tell us more about them and offer a few tips is Ben Trainer. He is the marketing coordinator for Time to Play the website is time2play.com, and Ben joins us via Skype now. Hi, Ben.
2: Hey, Randy. Good to be here.
0: Uh, tell me about Time to Play. What's it all about?
2: Sure. So Time to Play, we're creating an online gambling review site like nothing that's come before. Um, it's still a work in progress, and we're not live in Canada yet, but our goal is to be the best, the most transparent, and the most player-focused casino you know, review site out there. Uh, we want to give users reviews that they can rely on that are free. From sponsorship or paid ranking Um, if a company has a number one ranking on our site or any ranking for that matter it's because they earned it not because they paid for it or didn't pay for it
0: (laughs) cool well you have uh, the top budget gambling destinations I'm going to call them resorts or casinos but uh, in the the, uh, title it's destinations Uh, what makes a good gambling resort or budget gambling resort or casino what's the criteria to make this list
2: Well, we wanted to make this list specifically for those on a budget, you know, um, it's easy to to pick, you know, the 10 nicest casino resorts out there. But if you don't have a budget of, you know, $2,000 a night, you're probably not going to be able to stay there. Mm -hmm. So. What we wanted to do was put together this list of places where you really get a lot of value for your money, and also can have a really nice, luxurious experience in many cases. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm not a, a huge gambler, but in the past, I going to you know Vegas or even other areas. Uh, it's almost like uh, if you're going to spend I don't know $200 on an event ticket, like a sporting event or a concert, you can kind of budget $200 to uh, entertain yourself, as as I'm going to put it, uh, for uh, some a bit of little bit of gaming, right? Is Is that how you see it?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's the healthy way to go to a casino. Of course, there are people who who don't have that same attitude. But if you set yourself a budget and and you say, hey, when, when this money's gone, I'm leaving, then it's no different than any other form of entertainment.
0: Or, at the optimistic point of view, when I double my money, I'm leaving. <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly, exactly. But, but unfortunately, uh, from experience, I can tell you that's not
0: always. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the reason why I don't do much of the uh, gaming anymore because I don't like losing. But uh, let's talk about uh, some of the um, uh, destinations or, or casinos or resorts on your list. Well, let's start at number 10 and we'll work, see how, well, I don't know if we'll get to uh, all of them, but uh, Las Vegas, of course, always comes to mind when people are talking about gambling, right?
2: Yeah, of course. At number 10, we have the D Las Vegas. Um, This actually used to be a casino called Fitzgerald's. It's a really historic uh, casino in the landscape of classic Las Vegas, but um, it's downtown Las Vegas, so it's not on the Strip. It's on Fremont Street, and they've got really great room rates here. Um, I've actually stayed here personally, I think, for about $39 a night. Um, They've got They've got uh, restaurants that are affordable, you know, quick service stuff. You don't always have to sit down for a big steak dinner. Mm. And, and, and they've also got gaming that's affordable. So uh, you can pay, play blackjack there for five bucks a hand, where if you go on the strip, you're hard pressed to find something under 15 or 20 a hand.
0: Well, yeah, that was actually brought up by a friend of mine. Uh, I was just in Vegas about uh, six weeks ago, and I do love Fremont Street. But uh, yeah, it's, it's hard pressed to find uh, a lower priced uh, table, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. The guy who owns the D is really um, his name is Derek Stevens. He's from Detroit. He's really a a big uh, gambling fan. So he takes a lot of pride in giving people this affordable experience. It's still a very high level of service.
0: It's not always Vegas that has the uh, great casinos, though. Let's look at number nine and number eight, uh, and then we'll see how far we get with the with the rest.
2: Yeah, so eight and nine. Number nine is Riverwind Casino. That's in Oklahoma. And number eight would be Four Winds in New Buffalo, Michigan. That's one I've also been to personally, uh, being from Indiana myself. Um, That is a Native American-owned casino. Um, Just a really beautiful property with with, uh, great theming. Um, And I would say with these casinos, you're not going to get something as flashy as Las Vegas. But, you know, if you just want to go away for a weekend or make a road trip with your friends, these are great choices.
0: Let's talk about the Seneca Niagara Resort and Casino uh, near Niagara Falls. Uh, you have the beautiful s- setting of Niagara Falls not only uh, around you but some uh, a nice casino, a casino apparently.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is also one I've been to personally. I think you might be seeing the theme here um and also one of my vices. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a gorgeous setting so you're you're I don't know maybe a couple hundred meters from Niagara Falls there and um they've got a beautiful concert venue there. I've seen a few concerts there as well. Uh also really highly recommend this property. Uh the room rates room rates are really good there under $100 a night. Uh yeah, uh for this for this list one criteria is we had to have rooms under 100 bucks a night. So Aha. That was something I really uh wanted to make happen there. Mm-hmm. And they've also got affordable table games for about 10 bucks a hand.
0: Uh Sioux City I wouldn't think that is a big uh, gambling area, is it?
2: Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's up and coming. So I haven't been here. Um, but interestingly, a lot of states across the U.S. are changing their gambling laws for, for years that you couldn't have a casino on land in many states. And that's changing. They see the, the benefit of the tax revenue. So uh, Hard Rock has this one here in Sioux City. It's an historic building. Um, and they have some, well, as the name implies, they have some really great concerts there as well.
0: <laughs> and uh, a name that some people might be familiar with, Harrah's Resort, but this is in Atlantic City.
2: Yeah, exactly. I believe this is the largest uh, resort complex in Atlantic City. Um it's it's just a great property. You can kind of go there for a whole weekend and not even have to leave. They've got everything you need on site. Um multiple hotel towers, 160,000 square feet of casino space.
0: Back to Las Vegas. I haven't heard of the Cromwell.
2: Yeah, the Cromwell, it's it's also uh, another casino. Um In in Vegas, it's kind of on the the best corner in Las Vegas. So it's right across the street from uh, Caesar's Palace in Bellagio. So you've got these big, uh, heavy hitters right across the street. And this is actually a pretty small footprint property. It's it's kind of modeled after a boutique hotel.
0: If you're in Europe, uh, there's King's Resort. Tell me where that is.
2: Yeah, that's in uh, uh, Czech Republic, just across the German border, so it's kind of a mecca for poker players. They they hold the World Series of Europe there. It's also the largest uh, poker room in all of Europe. And you can actually get a room there for 24 U.S. dollars a night. Now, I will say it's not going to be the most luxurious of rooms, <laughs> but, but it's a place to lay your head after a long day of gambling.
0: And another place I haven't heard of, Horseshoe Hammond, this is in Chicago.
2: It's outside of Chicago. So it's actually in northern Indiana. This used to be uh, what I call my home base. It was about 45 minutes um, from my previous home. Um, it's just a massive casino with a great poker room. It is really an entertainment destination. And one thing they do is they provide free transportation from the city of Chicago. So people are coming and going all the time. And it is just always packed, always something going on there. Great food, <laughs> great concerts.
0: And surprisingly, number one, we should have a, a drum roll here. I think people might be surprised yeah. with this one.
2: Yeah, do you have a soundboard there for that? (laughs) Yeah, number one is Caesars Palace. Um, A lot of people will say, hey, how could that possibly be affordable? But Caesars Palace thankfully has, I believe it's five casino towers. And the prices range from pretty affordable, as low as 73 a night, all the way up to, you know, as much as you want to spend. But it is just a massive property with a massive pool complex, and just a ton of gaming options. And I don't know. I think when a lot of people think of Las Vegas, they think of Caesars Palace. So to have this as number one in our budget list, I think, was a pretty cool thing.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I was very surprised by that. We have about a minute. So how about some tips for people that uh, might be uh, getting into some budget gambling or going away, uh, looking at doing some things uh, in the gaming side of things?
2: Sure, absolutely. Number one for me would be to try to travel during off-peak times. So if you're trying to travel over the new year or over Super Bowl weekend, you're, you're going to pay. Those are extremely busy weekends in Las Vegas, and, and I'm talking specifically about Las Vegas here. Um, if you can you know, travel midweek or travel when the kids are in school and not over summer break, then you'll really benefit from those lower room rates. And when the lower room rates come, the lower gambling rates. So when the hotels aren't as busy, they, they tend to knock down those table. Limits and to encourage more players to get in there.
0: Good tips, good advice. You can find uh, lots of information on the Time to Play website. The uh, website is time the number two play.com. And Ben Trainer is the marketing coordinator for Time to Play. It was fun chatting with you, Ben. Good luck in your next uh, <laughs> gambling adventure.
2: Hey, you too, Randy. Uh, enjoy Vegas next time you get down there. <laughs>
0: Well, one of the more popular destinations, not just for Canadians, but international visitors as well, is Vancouver, BC. There's always lots to see and do in Vancouver, or as Destination Vancouver likes to point out, hashtag love Vancouver. So here to tell us more about what's going on in Vancouver in the coming months is Candace Gibson. She's the marketing manager for Destination Vancouver, destinationvancouver.com is the website. Hi, Candace.
3: Hi, how are you, Randy?
0: I'm good, thank you. Tell me about your new campaign, hashtag Love Vancouver. Who doesn't love Vancouver, really, though? <laughs> well,
3: we hope, we hope everyone loves Vancouver. And, um, you know, uh, full disclosure, Love Vancouver is actually not new. It's uh, it's a promotion that we've been running Pretty much since Valentine's Day of this year, it's been kind of an ongoing thing, but it's been ever changing uh, because there's just been, you know, sort of changes to certainly the restrictions and COVID landscape, mm-hmm. but also just, you know, in terms of, of uh, seasonality and, and offers that have been coming coming along uh, during the year. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of an, an ongoing promotion.
0: Well, cool. We'll talk about some of the promotions going on. But I I have this idea that uh, one of the challenges, and I'm going to speak for myself here, people, because I've been to Vancouver many times for various reasons, but uh, I think people think they know Vancouver, but they really may not know Vancouver the way you would like them to know Vancouver, perhaps.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, Vancouver is, I mean, I'm a bit biased, of course, but uh, it is a special place. It is, uh, you know, such a, a welcoming city. And it's a city that, you know, just by virtue of its geography, um, it's a very global city. And so you get a a little flavor of uh, all corners of the globe here in Vancouver, whether it's, you know, in terms of our festivals or, uh, you know, our food scene. It's so rich and diverse. And I really noticed it myself uh, when I travel to other places and I missed the array of food that we have at home here in Vancouver. So we're always inviting people to come and check that out, of course. Um, but yeah, even just in terms of the arts and culture community and, and our celebration of our Indigenous heritage, uh, Vancouver is is really wildly diverse and uh, and rich in that way. Well, and the- then, of course, you know, we're, we're also geographically a city on the coast. So We have a very mild climate and we're very much a year-round destination and people get outside, rain or shine, you know, all year long.
0: Well, I was just going to say that uh, one of the things you got going for you is the fact that you got some really nice weather that people enjoy a lot.
3: We do, we do. It's, it's definitely mild, um, particularly relative to the rest of Canada. Um, we, we often have very warm winters. Um, it can be a bit wet, and it is wet today, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we do celebrate the rain in Vancouver. And like I said, it's, it's, um, it's very tenable to you know, be outside and enjoying yourself, um, even, even in November and January and, and places or times where, where in other places it might be you know, snowy and a little
2: bit more prohibitive.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Well, as a yeah. friend of mine that uh, lives in Vancouver always used to say, "You don't have to shovel rain." Uh, let's uh, <laughs> and, and exactly you know it's right. easy. To,
3: exactly. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about. We have, s- we have late summers and early, early, early springs.
0: So let's talk about some of the things. That, I mean, there's there's the obvious ones. There's Stanley Park and the downtown area, but it is easy to get around if you wanted to explore around other areas, right?
3: Oh, yes, definitely. Vancouver is, uh, is also, because we're on a peninsula and we're a, a, a very residential city, um, there's just a, a lot of vibrancy and, and, and access to whatever you want in, in walking distance. So, you know, you can stay at any, any of the hotels in the downtown core and, again, be surrounded by amazing, you know, restaurants and nature and um, activities uh, all at your doorstep. So it's, it's very walkable. But it's also connected to the metro region through uh, a great transit system as well. We actually partner in a number of initiatives with uh, with TransLink, which is the um, transit authority here in Vancouver. One of the initiatives we have right now through Love Vancouver is a promotion with with TransLink um, and also our partners, Viator. So uh, tr- they've partnered together to offer a 25% discount on on activities and attractions throughout Vancouver. And that can be found on the Love Vancouver uh, website as well.
0: Well, let's talk about some of the activities coming up uh, for the fall into the winter that people may not know about.
3: Sure. Yeah. Oh, there's so much stuff going on right now, actually. And, you know, we're, we're kind of lucky because things are quite stable right now. And we've kind of almost gone back to a pre-pandemic lifestyle where people can enjoy, you know, getting out and doing things uh, pretty much with full capacity now. So, um, I mean, obviously, there's still things like masks and whatever, um, but, you know, for the most part, life is pretty much back to normal. And so people have been getting out to enjoy arts and culture. There's, you know, galleries, um, having some great exhibits right now. We've actually got the Imagine Picasso exhibit in town right now until January, and it's really something to experience. It's a it's a truly immersive um Step into his artwork you know and uh and it's all done through sort of large-scale installation and movement and music it's really fantastic there's a couple of uh, film festivals also that are coming up in november uh, or on in november one is the vancouver asian film festival there's another one called the vancouver international mountain film festival so that's for those snow sport and climbing enthusiasts um and uh, Also, in November, we've got something called Lumiere Vancouver, which is in its eighth year. And it features a series of uh, really incredible lighted installations throughout the city. So even if it is... Uh, raining you know it's just everything's glittering so I encourage everyone to come to Vancouver and check those things out among many other things going on.
0: Mm -hmm. Well your website does have a whole list of things to do and see and some of the deals you have going on destinationvancouver.com let's go back to the culinary delights and some of the the food experiences that you can have in Vancouver.
3: Sure. Yeah. So um, Vancouver has a very vibrant Asian community and uh, our history is is filled with uh, stories of, of, you know, Asian culture, whether it's Japanese or uh, Chinese from different regions of China um, and, and Vietnamese and Philippines and so on. And so we've got a, just a huge Asian dining scene here, a really authentic uh, Asian cuisine, um, probably. I would like to to say that it's a, you know a city that has probably the most authentic and amazing Asian food scene outside of Asia itself. So um, there's also uh, something coming up in January, which hopefully most Albertans are aware of. It's called Dine Out Vancouver, and it's uh, it's going to be. Uh, for I think it's 18 days uh, this year, and it it starts in January, as I said, and uh, it's basically um, where the entire community of dining establishments and restaurants have different offers and and, uh, menus that they create just for that uh, promotion, and then there's also a number of events that go on during that time frame as well. And uh, those events could be everything from like a chef's dinner to um, uh, we have something called Street Food City, which is where we have uh, all the all the uh, food food trucks in the city converging in one location, and um, it's like it's like a a public market of of street (laughs) food. And uh, so those are just a couple of examples, but there's there's several events that happen and uh, are put on by. Like I say, different chefs and restaurants and, mm-hmm. and event planners and so on. And then there's also amazing hotel offers during the dine-out Vancouver period. And I should probably actually advise your listeners that uh, there is there is an offer right now, even um, for uh, hotel stays, um, where a collection of downtown properties has uh, offered a $125 gift card uh, for everyone who stays in a Vancouver hotel while supplies last, nice. right. And, and it, again, it's yeah, it's um, you know participating hotels only, but I think it's about thirty-seven or thirty-eight different hotels. So, so there's lots of great reasons to come now and uh, and really check out as we're starting to ramp up to the uh, to the holiday season. Uh, there's so much coming up for the holidays too, and I, I really encourage people to check out destinationvancouver.com/love. Because that's where all the Love Vancouver authors, specials, events, neighbourhoods, dining and the shopping and and activities will be featured.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just looking at some of your culinary tours that I had no idea where there's so many different ones. There's a walk around Chinatown. There's a craft tour. There's in my kitchen, self-guided tours. So there is no lack of, of things to do if you want to find something to eat.
3: No, absolutely not. I, I think it's it's one of the one of the things that probably if people don't know a lot about Vancouver, that might be the one thing that they do know is that we've got we just renowned for our food here, and it's something we really take pride in and celebrate.
0: Uh, Candace Gibson is marketing manager for Destination Vancouver. Lots of things to do to spread the love. hashtag Love Vancouver. Uh, and DestinationVancouver.com is the website where you'll find all kinds of uh, specials and ideas and things to do, things you probably never thought you could do in Vancouver, or if you did, you didn't have the time the last time you were there, right?
3: Exactly. So no, it's, it's, it's a different city every time you, you visit, and a uh, lot's coming up, too, so just, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a really great time. So um, we really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to share that with, with your audience.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Candace. Thank you. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review tell a friend or you can drop me a line my email is randy at the you can also like us on facebook at facebook.com slash or follow me on twitter at informedtraveler.